Hello everyone, my name is Yasley. And my name is Daisy, and today we will talk about Taylor Swift's All Too Well, the short film. We'll go over everything from the filming process to the video to the impact it had on its viewers. The first thing we'll go over is how the actual song All Too Well came to be. This song is a re-recorded version of the original 5-minute version released in the Red Album in 2012. Taylor had to re-record her albums because her old manager, Scooter, sold her master recordings in November 2020. This is why all of the songs she's re-recording are now followed with Taylor's version in parentheses. Without the setback of her, her having to re-record her songs, we would have never gotten to hear the 10-minute version, let alone experience this fantastic short film. On The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Taylor talked about how All Too Well the song originally came to be and why she decided to release the original 10-minute version 10 years later. The way that this song was written was I was, I was going through a bit of a sad time. Um, and I was 22 and I was, I was in band rehearsals and I think I was 21 when I wrote this. Um, and I was in band rehearsals for a tour that I was about to go out on called the Speak Now Tour. And I showed up for rehearsals and I just was really upset and sad and everybody could tell it was like really like not fun to be around me that day. Um, and so I started playing guitar and just kind of playing the same four chords over and over again. And I just started kind of, the band sort of joined in and I started ad-libbing what I was going through and what I was feeling. And, and it went on and with the song kept building and building and building in intensity. And the song just went on for about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of us doing this. And, and then we got done with that. And then we moved on to the regularly scheduled rehearsal. In the same interview, she also tells us. Basically, when I was writing the Red album, I knew I had a favorite on the album and it was a song called All Too Well. But oftentimes my personal favorites don't line up with songs that end up being singles or having videos. I always just have these favorites where I'm like, that one's just my favorite. Yeah. But what happened on this album was this song became the fans' favorite on its own. My favorite and their favorite song aligned. Since it was a fan favorite, Taylor decided to give the fans what they had been asking for and wrote and directed the short film based on the song All Too Well. So now getting into the actual film, the first thing we notice is the casting. Sadie Sink is an actress best known for her role as Max in Stranger Things, and Dylan O'Brien, an actor who is seemingly impossible to hate, is known for his role in Teen Wolf. Put these two in a film together, and they are a perfect representation of young 21-year-old Taylor and then 29-year-old X. Seeing them both interacting is, to say the least, uncomfortable, especially when Sadie is portrayed as a child in her roles, making the viewer focus on the age gap between the actors instead of how similar they look to their real-life portrayals. Taylor continuously repeats that she wouldn't have done the film if either Sadie Sink or Dylan O'Brien had said no to being in the film. I wrote, uh, I wrote this short film and wanted to direct it, and um, the only two people that I imagined playing the two characters, that w it was Sadie and Dylan. I, if Sadie, she was the first one I went to, and if Sadie had said no, I don't think I would have made it. I don't think I would have made the film. I think I would have just been like, this is a sign. That just goes to show how much thought she put into the casting. So now moving on to the filming of the film, the person in charge of shooting the video was Rena Yang. She was a cinematographer who worked alongside Taylor and has worked with many renowned artists such as FKA Twigs, Sam Smith, and Eva Rihanna. One of the main focal points that make the short film stand out is the fluid camera work. Stating in an interview with British cinematographer, Yang said that Taylor knew how she wanted the film to play out and walked Yang through her ideas, including what emotions she wanted to portray through some of the scenes. Taylor did this by sending her films and videos put together in a document with Raina Yang giving her input to help shape the film's visual direction. 
Rena continued to say that she moved the camera more than she would on her other projects, keeping in mind that the camera shots should flow with the song. She kept the camera fluid with close-up shots, which allowed an intimate and vulnerable feeling, almost as though the viewer is a third person in the relationship. Yang compared the camera movement to discovering and experiencing, and said it worked well for the story and the emotional impact. Yang also mentioned some of the cameras she used, one being an Airy Airy Flex 235 for handheld. Along with the camera work, the lighting is just as important in the film. It's essential to helping viewers feel what is being shown to them since colors are often correlated to emotions. Creating the ambiance of the scenes with the warmly lit, sun-kissed rooms and contrasting with the cool, tense kitchen was essential to the storytelling and deriving the sentiment from the shots. In the beginning, the short film is warm and soft compared to the new love. Then, when the relationship starts having downfalls, the viewer notices more blues and blacks to symbolize the tense aura the relationship was morphing into. Those tense moments and scenes were part of what made the short film so intense to watch and what made us feel like we were the ones experiencing this relationship. There were two specific scenes, the first being the scene in the kitchen. The music cuts off, so we hear the argument between her and him. It's the only speaking dialogue we hear apart from the few words Sadie says at the beginning of the film. During the scene, Dylan's character gaslights young Taylor after a dinner they have with his friends. I don't even remember the moment that you're talking about. How can you be, like, attacking me about something I don't even, like, fucking know? I was doing it subconsciously. I was catching up don't with Don't do that. You're making me feel fucking stupid. Holy shit. I don't think I'm making you feel that way. I think you're making yourself feel that way. Literally a moment that I don't even fucking remember. After he makes her feel like she's in the wrong, he apologizes. As Dylan's character is apologizing to her, we as the viewers start subconsciously forgiving him, which takes us back to how excellent the casting is. Dylan is one of those people who everyone loves. No one can hate him, so it's difficult seeing him as the bad guy. I'm sorry, I dropped your hand. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, 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 come on. Sorry. This scene shows the power and balance in the relationship. The fantastic storytelling and directing led us to the point where young Taylor finally perceives the, the lack of quality in the relationship. It starts with her in the honeymoon phase, him giving her piggyback rides and them doing crossword puzzles in bed, to fighting, and finally getting that slight sense of power in the chapter, The Breaking Point. In this specific scene, there's no dialogue as the soundtrack plays over the recording, but, we, but what we do see is what looks like a mother scolding a child. His character can't even make eye contact and you can feel her frustration through the screen. Despite most of these scenes not having dialogue, we can see the actors acting, showcasing everything we need to know. To get a different and more cognitive perspective, we interviewed Miguel Alvarez, who is a professor in the film department in UT Austin, as well as an award-winning filmmaker. Hi, my name is Miguel Alvarez. I am a professor in the film department at the University of Texas at Austin. To start off the interview, we first asked him what his initial thoughts of the short film were. But I was... Ah, pleasantly surprised that the music video itself didn't feel long, that I was engaged enough with it to be invested with, with the, what was going on screen. I actually thought it was much better than I <laughs> had intended it uh, to be. And I was surprised at how literal some of what we were watching was um, compared to the, to, the, to the song. I watched it with the captions on so I could see what the lyrics were. And so sometimes you would see something, uh, you would actually see literally what the lyrics were, were um, what was being sung. As a film director himself, we wanted to know if anything in particular stood out to him or if there was anything about the film he found especially admirable. Yeah, you know, I think that, um, so you know that interlude that happens in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. To me, that felt improv 
It felt like it was improvised. Um, mostly because a lot of the, um, in an improv scene, what ends up happening sometimes, and this is not a bad thing, um, but sometimes actors will repeat things once or twice. They'll say the same thing once or twice um, because they're in the improv, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, you didn't hold my hand, you didn't hold my hand, right? And it's because you're feeding yeah. the other actor. And so there were instances of that that were happening. They were ended, they were talking about the same thing, right? So they talk about the hand and then there's a break and then they go back to the hand. And so it felt like it was just a moment where they just said, here's the situation. I want you to confront him about not holding your hand, right? And I want you to be in with him, you know, um, defend yourself and then just let it go. Mm -hmm. And um, so that scene, plus also the way it was shot, it was very, um, it felt like the camera was reacting versus um, being more proactive. But like the camera felt like it was waiting for, um, it was waiting to find out what was going to be said next. And in mm -hmm. fact, there's a little bit right at the end where he says something and then the camera starts to pan to her and then comes back to him because then he start, he says something again. Right. And so it so it kind of felt like that whole scene was just like an improv scene. Um, and obviously, I'm sure there were a couple of things that they told them to do. Um, at least that's what it felt like. It felt like it was improv. Then we wanted to know what makes short films stand out from other forms of film. I've always said that short films are about a moment in somebody's life. And in this one, I think you could look at it as everything we're seeing is a memory, her memory, on that stage right before she walks out to do the book reading, right? Everything we've experienced. So the film itself is about that moment of her remembering this relationship before she goes out to walk out on stage. And then, you know, then she does everything that comes past it is, you know, that and then him you walk looking through the window and all that. But the moment is about that moment. And, and I think you can do that in a short film. Actually, I think that's what makes short, short films, um, the good ones good, right? You're only looking at a moment. Um, and the emotional moment for her is, is being on stage and thinking about that relationship. Because we found the casting in this film to be so important, we wanted to know his thoughts on how important casting really is when making his own films. Casting is extremely important. I think it's, I, I, some, they have, people always say it's like 80 to 90%, which I think is true. If you don't cast well, uh, you're really gonna be shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, if you find that right actor or those right actors, you can allow them to have the freedom, right? To do these things. Uh, so much of filmmaking is collaborative um, and especially the, the relationship between directors and actors. I think that at least for me, successful col collaborations are ones in which I trust the actor to come to me with ideas and they feel, they feel supported and they know that they can come to me with ideas, right? And then, and so every scene then is about a collaborative effort of how do we want to take this? What do we want to go, you know, where, what's some possible objectives or what do we, you know, movements, things like that. Um, and so finding the act, an actor who has the talent 
to pull that off and who's um, also fearless and and willing to do that, I think is um, is extremely important. Now moving on to the emotional impact the music video had on the fans. When the short film came out, the entire internet experienced a simultaneous heartbreak, not just because of the heart-wrenching video, but because it was a new version of the song some of us had been listening to for an entire decade. Hearing the new version brought a nostalgic feel that made some of us Swifties emotional. There's been research done where younger versions of ourselves apply more emotions to them, hence why this re-recording of the song hit everyone a lot harder than the original. Another reason why the song affected fans so much was because of their bond with Taylor Swift. She connects with fans in a much more personal way than other celebrities on Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok. As we mentioned earlier, Taylor only released the songs because of her fans. It was a personal experience for both Taylor and the viewers. Every lyric in the video now has a visual aspect throughout the entire music video, so anytime you listen to the song, the little movie begins playing in your head, making the song that much more emotive. This short film brought Taylor a lot of new fans, including myself. Uh, one one night, my friend had sent me the short film, just like, because she's a fan, and she had sent it to me, and I decided to watch it on my TV, and mm. yeah. What did you think of it, like, when you first watched it? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it got me a little emotional, not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> and it was crazy, because, like, I'm not a person who gets emotional for mm-hmm. things I don't know anything about. So it was really weird, but I thought it was really good, and I also really liked the song. Um, I didn't get that emotional, but I did like have more of a background on what the video was like about or who was who it was about, because I had been on Twitter like beforehand and I had seen all the theories. So knowing like a little bit of the background was definitely it made the experience of watching it a lot better because you could like you notice all the little similarities, especially in the male character and the way he talked his mannerisms his outfits everything uh i didn't get that much into it um i know that whenever i was watching it i texted my friend and i was like hey why is sadie sink kissing like this old dude and then she told me that it was supposed to be like um like a age gap and Mm -hmm. i think that was like super super like prevalent even like for me i didn't know anything i didn't know what was going on basically Mm -hmm. and so now knowing that it was intentional i had like a totally new like perspective and appreciation for the film yeah i think the whole point was for us to feel like a little uncomfortable with the age gap and i think everyone who watched it also thought the same thing where they were kind of like grossed out that sadie sink was kissing a man with a beard but the whole thing was like super well executed and it was it was like it was just good it was hard to watch at times but the entire thing was good especially the directing yeah there's a lot of motion like through the scenes but i found myself like really like immersed in the relationship like you like i thought i was in the relationship too <laughs> you were taylor <laughs> <laughs> I, I was taylor mm-hmm. in that moment and i was like why is he talking to me like that mm-hmm. and like the fight scene yeah. like i know what happened i know you dropped my hand <laughs> but yeah, like, there are even times where, like, I got so invested that I didn't even know that there was, like, music playing. And I would, I was just very impressed with everything. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone did, like, a really good job. And I hope to see more dire- director work from Taylor in the future. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you learned something new about Taylor Swift and have a new appreciation for her and her work. And remember, she's not just a singer who writes songs about her exes, she is a fantastic director, storyteller, and musician.